with him being angry. We're not angry at you, sir. <laughs> okay, we just going for him. Yeah, that's, that's all. It, that's it. We ain't angry like at you. Hey, hey, I like the way you dropped the jewel on him, though, by telling it. You see, you ain't never been a slave. Why are you angry? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You ain't never been a slave. Why are you in the field for your life? Hmm. Back hmm. it up. Back it up. Back it up. Hmm. They've been doing too long, flipping the strip, and then think we're supposed to buy that. Yeah, I man. got you. We appreciate your call, caller. Thank yes, you so sir. much. Please continue to listen. Listen, callers. Have, have a good one. All right, yeah, well. all right. Listen, we got the NPR. We're getting ready to come on in just a few minutes. We'll be right back on the Sunday Forum on WMNF Tampa. Hey. News in Washington. I'm Giles Snyder. Nashville Mayor Freddie O'Connell says first responders are working to get into hard-to-reach areas following last night's powerful storm system that tore through Middle Tennessee, leaving behind damaged homes and businesses and killing several people. I'm heartbroken to report that we know of at least three lives lost as a result of this devastating storm. Based on the damage, I'm declaring a state of emergency for Nashville and Davidson County. A total of six people are confirmed dead after multiple tornadoes were reported last night. Tens of thousands remain without power. The same storm system is set to bring strong winds and as much as four inches of rain to the east coast beginning tonight. Interstate travel for abortion care still rising after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. From member station KUNM, Megan Myskovsky reports that New Mexico has seen a dramatic increase in demand for abortions from out-of-state patients. The Guttmacher Institute is an abortion rights organization that collects data on abortion services. In a recent report, it says the first half of the year saw a huge increase in abortion-related travel. That's largely because of bans that have sent pregnant people out of their own communities to states that protect access to the procedure. The study says three-quarters of abortion patients in New Mexico in the first half of this year came from outside the state. The number of abortions in the state also increased 279 percent since 2020. That's not the case in states like New York or California that don't share borders with states that have bans. For NPR News, I'm Megan Myskovsky in Albuquerque. With Israeli military operations pushing Palestinians in Gaza further south toward the Egyptian border, Egypt's Foreign Minister is reiterating that Cairo has no intention of taking in refugees from the conflict. Here's NPR Scott Newman reporting from Tel Aviv. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office has downplayed a leaked Israeli intelligence report outlining an option to transfer Palestinians displaced by the war in Gaza into Egypt's Sinai Desert. Israel says that possibility is only, quote, hypothetical. Speaking to the Washington, D.C.-based Atlantic Council, Egypt's Foreign Minister Sameh Shukri says pushing Palestinians into the Sinai is uh, totally unacceptable because it's a violation of international humanitarian law, but also because it, uh, it is an effort to liquidate uh, the Palestinian cause. The U.N. says about 85 percent of Gaza's 2.3 million people have become internally displaced since the conflict began. Scott Newman, NPR News. Tel Aviv. Voters in Egypt are going to the polls today amid the ongoing fighting in neighboring Gaza. Voting is spread out over three days. Official results are not expected until next week, but Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi is expected to win a third term. This is NPR News. University of Pennsylvania President Liz McGill has resigned. McGill and the presidents of Harvard and MIT have faced a fierce backlash following their congressional testimony on anti-Semitism last week. The chair of Penn's Board of Trustees, Scott Bach, announced a decision in a letter to the school community saying he and McGill concurrently decided it was time. He also submitted his own resignation. A record-breaking contract in Major League Baseball. Free agent Shohei Otani has agreed to a $700 million 10-year contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. More from reporter Steve Futterman. He was the most sought-after free agent, a once-in-a-lifetime player who can both hit and pitch at all-star levels. Dodger fans are elated. Ecstatic. 
shocked. Marcus Borjan was one of many fans to come by Dodger Stadium. It's obvious he's, he's the Babe Ruth of our generation. I'm excited. Naoya Morihio, who is from Japan, hopes Otani can lead the Dodgers to a World Series title. Dodgers is a very strong team right now, so now it's possible to be a champion now. And Otani won't have to move very far. Last year, he played in Anaheim for the LA Angels, just around 30 miles away. For NPR News, I'm Steve Futterman at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. This year's winner of college football's prestigious Heisman Trophy is LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. Daniels was handed the award as the nation's most outstanding college player during a ceremony last night in New York. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from the Public Welfare Foundation, committed to advancing a transformative approach to justice that is community-led, restorative, and racially just. Learn more at publicwelfare.org. And the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation at macbound.org. Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. Now you don't have to wait till 9 a.m. to hear Democracy Now! You can hear it every morning at 8 a.m. on our HD3 channel, The Source. You can hear it online at wmnf.org slash listen. That's Democracy Now! weekday mornings at 8 a.m. on WMNF's The Source and 9 a.m. on our main channel. And it's replayed on The Source at 5 p.m. every weekday afternoon. Hi, this is Mitch Perry, reporter with the Florida Phoenix and one of the co-hosts of the new public affairs show here on WMNF called The Skinny, where we give you the real straight deal. I'll be joined every Friday morning at 11 a.m. with my co-hosts, Ben Montgomery and Ray Roa, editor-in-chief with Creative Loafing, as we get in-depth on some of the biggest stories happening in the Tampa Bay area and Florida. That's this and every Friday at 11 a.m. Hi, I'm Kenny Coogan. Join Annie Ellis and myself as we co-host the Sustainable Living Show here on your community-supported radio station, WMNF Tampa. On Sustainable Living, we bring you conversations with local experts on sustainable topics. Please come share with us every Monday morning at 11 in our talks about alternative energy sources, organic gardening, farming, and everything in between. Sustainability is a balance of people, profit, and planet. Together, we will make a difference. to the Sunday Forum here on your community radio station, WMNF 88.5 FM with Walter L. Smith and the Fourth Estate crew. And we are talking about a lot of issues, especially around the, surrounding pollutants, pollution and uh, our brown fields and what we're going to do about them. So we're taking your telephone calls, 813-239-9663, or you can write DJ at WMNF.org. Walter. Before we end the show. Oh, what's happening, CC? They still call it the White House, but that's a temporary condition, too. Can you dig it, CC? To each is reach, and if I don't cop, it ain't mine to have. But I'll be reaching for you, cause I love you, CC. Right on. There's a lot of chocolate cities around. We've got Newark, we've got Gary. Somebody told me we got L.A. And we're working on Atlanta. 
And Tampa. You're the capital. Say you jive and game and can't be changed. But on the positive side, uh, you're my piece of the rock, and I love you, CC. Can you dig it? Hey, uh, we didn't get our 40 acres and a mule, but we did get you, CC. <laughs> yeah. Are you up for the downstroke, CC? Yes. Yes. So, so when they talk about, when, listen, this is this is Walter Smith the second. We're back with the Sunday Forum, and we're talking about the funk as, as promised, as promised. Uh, so we're starting back from from last week, right? Last week we had a tremendous show as we covered all the the earliest funk uh, funk groups. Not all of them, but we we covered the basics in terms of understanding where funk came from, right? And what and what was going on in terms of the discussion is, uh, you know, we see groups that are coming out of the black power movement, yeah. right? And there are messages that are being sent through this music. Yeah, you know, James Brown starts out, you know, I'm hey, black and I'm proud. Black and I'm proud. That's it. Black and I'm proud. And then... And then there's this groove that, that 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 he starts to use, and that same groove you hear throughout most of the music that's that is what we call funk. Funk is called funk because it's it's you you can't you can't not pay attention to something that stinks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it and it's like it's like using the N word. Right. When you, when you got stink, you got stank. Okay, you got we stink, put the stank on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got stink and stank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funk is stank, y'all. We put the stank, stank on, on it. it. Okay. You know, and and the, the, so there are variations of the, of the N word, right? right. Mm-hmm. And and only we can use it, and only we can do it, and only we can, can master it. And it was like it was like this thing that sent out messages to us. Yes. Right? That's before right. before there was any hip hop, it was this was the earliest form. And so it's 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 saying the message and it plays right into hip hop. But I think it's is right? the name funk is another word for blues because if yes. you're in a funk, you're yes. kind of in a depression and yes. so we sing about it, but we just yes. put a beat to it yeah. by the sixties and the seventies. But see not only the the funk it motivated us, okay? It yes. inspired us. You understand what I'm saying? So like the one we just heard Chocolate City, come on, CC. <laughs> we we can do this, you know, put put it up. So it, it the funk Stank, 
groove, all of it, yeah. blues. That is what we come from. That is what, that's our history on what we went through, what we was going through when we were in it, and where we was trying to aspire to go. Mm-hmm. So when you hear individuals try to make comments like that previous caller, no, it's not. It's not giving any bad or negative context to some us to the other race. It's just that this was what we went through. So this was for us. And unless you've been through it, you cannot understand it. Okay. So and that that's all that it is, you know. But when people do that, they try to put that, make that separation in there. They try to divide us, but you can't. In the funk, it showed you you cannot divide because we black and we proud. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's, that's right. it. That's right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put. This up and really if you can pull a slave this group called slave funk group called slave worst name on earth but yeah uh but pull it, it up made a point it made a point like prince did when prince put slave on his face exactly. right so that, exactly. it, that tells you how powerful that word is though you oh, know man. what i'm saying because it's powerlessness yes, yes exactly that's exactly what it does it, tra- it takes away your power exactly. exactly exactly um just a touch of love by slave we're gonna bring that up um, and then we're gonna follow it up by with another song by Slave called Slide. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and we got two calls. We got on two the calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the callers while this is coming up. All right. Go ahead, caller. Wait caller. Hold on. Where you? Go ahead. Hello, my friend. Yes. Good morning. Hello, my friend. Yes, I like how you started morning. out. Good morning. What's going on, brother? <laughs> well, I want to tell you, as a white man listening religiously and loving a show that is hosted by people who are anti-white, I must be a self-hating white. <laughs> you gotta be self-hating, man. So and we appreciate you for that. <laughs> this is, I, I just realized I must hate my whiteness. Oh, God. So I'm gonna go and get me a sun tanning light and... Uh, <laughs> there you go. Now here's another quick thing from the, this is like a Dave Chappelle thing. There's those little nerds, those little white nerds, like the one who called in. Here's what they're saying right now. Well, another reason I don't like this show is that it's Sunday for rum, and rum is alcohol, and I am not into alcohol like that. (laughs) (laughs) They're just trying to make a reason to call in with garbage, right? That's right. It's like Sunday for rum. How can you promote alcohol? Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) The dumbness of it all. (laughs) Did y'all hear how our dear election interferer female in chief, Casey DeSantis? Yes. She advocated for illegal activity for, quote, moms and grandmas. Mm. Now, we have to wonder if some of the moms and grandmas that she wants to go and interfere illegally in the Iowa caucuses, if they are also moms and grandmas who hate LGBTQ while engaging in threesomes with women. I know, right? Hypocrites all. And the Unsunshine Band. <laughs> the Unsunshine Band. Band. Now, I'll get now the, to the topic that you guys... That you, you and, and ladies um, first brought up is about the brownfields. I grew up in Tom Cruise's town, um, Clearwater, and back before it was Tom Cruise's town. Mm-hmm. And I grew up near the color line, which was called Betty Lane and Palmetto Streets. In the color line, the African American neighborhood was isolated, and they might have had a, might as well have had a Trump wall around that neighborhood. Now, because I grew up near the color line, two blocks from it, when I went to you know junior high and high school, I was grouped with the black people as being white trash. In other words, really, the way I was treated by the kids from Bel Air, which is the rich oh, yeah. water, yeah. Bel Air Bluffs, the other side of the tracks, literally and figuratively, because the railroad tracks were the, the, the southern border of the, quote, black section. So they, they thought all of us were trash, and that's why they put, as you have well pointed out over and over, that's why they put the incinerator in the black part of town, mm. which burns and poisons and destroyed Stevenson's Creek. And so early in my life, and I'm in my late 60s, I saw, if not racial discrimination, I saw discrimination against people who don't have any power, 
which would be poor white people and poor people of color. And we went to the city and we said, hey, you're poisoning us with this incinerator. It's a massive incinerator and sewage treatment plant. And they said, well, where else would we put it? Do you think we're going to put it in Bel Air? Right. And believe me, they were right. telling you the truth. Yeah, it, yeah. It's amazing, but they were telling you the truth. Yeah. But we're going to put in a landfill, a garbage facility, anything that's going to create noise, poison, toxicity, industrial danger. The, the people that run the town, the, the real estate agents, the rich folks, it, you know, that's not going to happen. So you're absolutely right. It's continuing today. The sad thing is, and then I'll get off of here, is I, I still live in Pinellas. And I have to tell you that because of the rise in the use of internal combustion machinery and the population growth, the whole county really is now a polluted zone. And even the rich folks are noticing that, gosh, the air that they breathe and the water they drink is also poisoned. And they can't, even with all their money, they can't escape from the fact that Florida is being paved over and turned into a nightmare. Yeah. So the class war comes back to home to roost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a class war. It's a race war. It's a it's a it's a greed war. And um, you know, I feel sorry for that caller from last hour who said you guys are anti-white because, as you say, I mean, you didn't say one thing that was blaming quote white people. Exactly. You were just pointing out that historical facts that. The, you know, the power elites tended to be white. Those who supported them, like those who currently support Trump, even though he's an absolute Ooh, traitor. Ooh, you about to take us somewhere else, Carla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, the, um, you know, you guys are telling the truth, but it's unfortunate that these people who are like that caller, their hatred, their embedded racism, yes. and I bet you that that caller thinks he's a progressive liberal. He probably does. You can believe he come. He more than likely have come from a legacy of mindsets that think just like he does. I'm not going to use a word I want to use, which is, begins with an R. But I'm just saying he come from a legacy of that. It sounds like. Yeah, and I, I do feel I do feel badly for them. They don't understand. And when you, if you want to really blow their mind, you can always go back to human evolution and point out that it's not just likely, but it's proven that all of us are Africans in one way or the other. Thank you so much, Carla, for your input and for your support. As always, and keep on funkin'. All right. right. (laughs) Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, it's the sound of slave. Let's start that one over again, man. All right. We're going to go into the calls in just a second, but let's start that one again. All right. The very first thing that goes, you just, hmm, watch it. Yeah. That bass, right? 1979. That's their bass, man. Every time. And, and the bass, as I said before, the bass was one of those instruments that defined the funk era, right? And ultimately ends up being the same thing that ends up defining what would become disco. You... Get out my head, Walter Elson, was a second. I'm telling you, I was just thinking the same thing. That That's our dance. Our, my right. dance steps came from stuff like this. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, and we did follow. Every time. And you still get the trumpets. You still get the trombones. But 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 hear, hear the voices, even. Everybody has a, a voice style. Everybody has a catchy voice style. Bootsy Collins has one. Mm-hmm. George Clinton has one. They all have one, right? Um, and, uh, hell, even James Brown. That was his, that was his voice style. People pick on him about it, but guess what people do? They imitate it. That's right. They imitate it, right? And you, you, you hear it, and you hear this, you hear it, mm. it, it's, you cannot escape it. And there's a groove. Listen to it. There's that, there's that, 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 they're gonna get you into that groove every time, every single time. Just see how they transition? 
there's that improvisation part, right? When you go to a concert and you hear Slave play at a concert, this is what you hear. And you hear there, there's an improvisation part, and that breakdown is their improvisation. And you know there was some Ohio players influenced since his uncle was Ralph Pee Wee Middlebrook of the Ohio Players. Yes, yes, yes. On the stump. On the stump. Need it now. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And so, and so this is. So, so let's talk about that particular lyric. Began to began to. This is where the disco part starts coming in, right? Mm -hmm. So we start making it our. This is our music, right? It's telling our stories. It tells it. It, it starts talking about love. They start talking about love, and they start talking about love and romanticism. Is when you start moving into the disco era, right? People start falling in love. The midnight groove, the midnight dance, that whole thing, and you start hearing funk turn into that, right? Um, it's just a touch of love, right? And I said, but look at Annie, 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 Annie gone back. <laughs> Annie gone back, remember what her little middle school boyfriend was <laughs> oh, right there? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, or, or that babysitter, you know, for dudes, we think about that babysitter we was in love with. That, that's just me. Yolanda White, you know who you are. <laughs> yes, Lord. No, that, that's 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 what it, that's what it was for us, right? I'm gonna make you laugh, Walter, real quick. All right. So I don't know how true this is because I have not done my in, um, ancestry. Okay. But on my mother's side, on her far from her father, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be three cousins removed from James Brown. So when I talk real fast, <laughs> oh, <laughs> people laugh at me a little. But then you have to mix it. I've also been told when I get real passionate, I sound like Rosie Perez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I go real fast. So you got a little Latino. I got a little Latino. Exactly. Mix up in me. Exactly. But my dance stuff back in the day, huh? I, well, I was related to James Brown back then. My oh, dance stuff is no joke. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, oh. when you start saying, good God. Good God. There you go. That's you know, James. There he is. Right there. That's that Georgia. That's that Georgia influence. Now, we got, let's, let's, let's switch over to Slave. Uh, to, to the slide. All right. Uh, that's the sound of slave right here on, on WMNF. We're gonna switch over the slide, and then we're gonna go to the phone lines uh, and talk and keep talking some more about this. Okay? Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, the sound you see here. This is still slave. Only two years earlier. Slave. Right, right, right. Who starts to emerge out of that? Oh, look at that sweet right there. Yeah. You hear the trumpets? There's a sound that you start to see that emerges again. Here's we're going to the disco era, right? The funk disco era. And, and and so you with slave, you also see who else come out? Cameo. Oh man. Listen to the sound. Yeah. You hear the voice? This is how our music affected this is the world itself, you know, the dance moves. You know, everybody want to get that funk in and bounce Fly. the right way, exactly. Yes. And then the hairstyle started coming out, yes. And only, and, and, and it was like, it was so unique to us. Only we could do it. Yes. Only we could do that, only we could do that slide. Only we could do the jet. Only we could do the juke. Only we could do the bump. Only we, you hear what I'm saying? That was our thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we weren't allowed to do it with the white folks. 
You get what I'm saying? American Bandstand for the longest time of all. Oh, they, yeah. they, 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 they you, know, yeah. you got to give Dick Clark some, some uh, credit. credit. Mm-hmm. Dick Clark was responsible for pushing the issue of, of making certain that black people and white people were dancing on that same stage. Really appreciate the work with with uh with with, uh, with with people like Dick Clark, American Bandstand, man. Those that was, those are the days. It was, but see that also goes right back to the case in point. It, he did it also because it boosted television ratings as Absolutely. well. Because it was going on in the world, and he's like, "This is happening. We need to know, and if we let people know about it, they're going to watch." So it increased their viewers and everything. So again, it goes back to the same thing. Even though they gave us support, they also benefited from it. Yes. You understand what I'm and saying? And he needed yes. to do it because he was losing ground to exactly. Soul Train. Yeah, oh, come on, that's <laughs> there you right. Go. That's there right. You go. There exactly. You go. There you exactly. Go. But we appreciate it because either way, it gave us exposure. You know what I'm saying? Let them know who we were and what did they start doing? Mimicking us. That's right. Okay. That's and right. that's going on till this day. They're still mimicking what we do and what we have created. Yeah. Let's say Jackson Five and the Osmond Brothers. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and you know, interesting to note, the Soul Train, right? And the Soul Train line. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody started doing the Soul Train yep, line thing, right? right? And then, and then you start to see white folks peppered into the in the Soul Train, right? But it was never there was never a situation where they weren't allowed to. No. There was never a situation where white people were not allowed to be where we were. We just couldn't go where they were. Right, and it's a nice a, people. A, I like that. Yeah, according nice to the exactly. to the the uh, the American drink, what was the name of the Soul Train um, situation uh, miniseries? Rather, miniseries okay. about Soul Train, where it was actually um, an audition type situation. Mm-hmm. We went to become a dancer on Soul Train, oh, yeah. so that mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. that took time and patience to a stand lot. there. To do that, so a lot, and a you lot. had to take criticism sometimes standing there in the line. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It was, you, were getting, you were getting hazed. Yeah, you were getting hazed. You gotta watch it. Right, gotta right. watch it. I do wanna, I do wanna shout out an emailer who wrote the loving the jams. Love this show. There's not enough African American programs on radio. The more we learn about other cultures, the more we immerse ourselves in cultures other than our own. Mm-hmm. The more open our hearts. Will be that's from Robin Z. Oh, right. we appreciate that, Robin Thank Z. You, Robin well Z. said. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, so let's go to the phone lines. All right, call in 813-239-9663. It's now 932-932 in the AM right here on WMNF Tampa. Caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I see that the, the gentleman from the inability. Uh, fan club had called uh, uh, just before the break of the hour, the last hour. So, you know, I knew I had to call and give my representation. But those are the kind of, that, listen, man, that, that kind of person, okay, gentleman, the, 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 that called is the kind of guy who then go around and write the company and write the bosses and develop a whole coalition try to throw you guys off the air and misalign you and those mm-hmm. sort of things. Mm-hmm. So I mean, don't don't take this take that guy seriously. I mean he makes it a point to, to monitor you and, and monitor you and do a comparative analysis with other uh, things that are happening around the world and say, Well what do you think of this and that this is this can be very sophisticated. So just 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 listen to him and stuff and I'm glad the way how you guys counterpunch him counterpunch mm-hmm. counter this type of nonsense that is being promoted you know this type of misinformation that he promotes but brother i wanted to point out something that we, we talk about you know in terms of allegation in a recent article that we wrote just yesterday it's about the third right allegations of third right and ideology and healthcare prosecution this guy this uh physician his name is howard edelglass he was doing this research on, uh, you know, why they were targeting these doctors. And he was finding out the methodology that was being used in terms of, like, for example, the, the use of IBM technology was used by Hitler to harvest the uh, Jewish population. And those sort of things. Pull this up because we got the document right here in that last article. 
But then he stumbled across this article that talks about how the United States Department of Health coordinated their studies with the people with Germany in terms of, and I'm talking about Department of Health, the U.S. Department of Health, with that of the Tuskegee studies, okay? Now, one of the things people don't understand that the German scientists that come to this country to study Jim Crow, but they also came to this country and worked with the Department of Public Health in terms of that Tuskegee study to standardize the test called Wasserman 9. That's the test that you detect syphilis with. They wanted to know if this thing worked. And if you go to all the books that we study, especially when I studied in dental school and pathology, there's a particular book, and it talks about syphilis, okay? And all those pictures and all the authors are, are that book, and that's used all over the, the world, okay, in terms of talking about treponema pallatum and stuff, is all from the Tuskegee stuff. And the... It was very important. These guys worked together. I mean, that's no question about it. In fact, when people look at the Nuremberg laws, you know, Nuremberg, when they developed these laws, there were Americans like Stoddard and those who sat there, who were there participating in Germany and Berlin when they developed these laws. So I want people to take a look at this coordination that this goes way, way back. And look at that last article. It's called The Allegation of the Third Right Ideology. Healthcare prosecution sparked public concern and the final solution of medical pain. And when you look at it, the documents are there. This is stuff that you know, this guy, Edelglass, uh, reported, and I had never seen before. But we put it in our blog, you are within the norms.com. And most importantly, for what Howard, what they had done was attack Howard Edelglass right now. You can check it out. Edelglass is doing 12 years in federal prison. Federal prison, and he showed that they were coordinating the attack between Jews, on the Jewish doctors, the black doctors, the the Indian doctors, and and the Asian doctors. He lays it out. Thank you so much, Carla, for that information. You said they can find it on on the norms. What's the name of it? You are within the norms. You are within the norms. It is the last, the last article we published. You go to because we've been publishing so many articles. I mean, I, I got to apologize to people because sometimes this thing is getting. I never thought I would have to publish seven hundred and thirty-five oh, articles to get people to understand that their health care is in danger. And what the thing that was named? What did Hitler's guy say? Now that we've done the data statistics, we can turn it into deeds. So now that the government has the data. We can turn it into deep. All right. That's hey. perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. We yeah. appreciate you, man. Keep on and sharing the information. You are with them with the norms.com. Check it out. I'm looking at it right now. All right. <laughs> we got another caller? Yeah, go got ahead. Another call. Go. Yeah. Thank you, guys, for your wonderful show, as always. All right. Thank um, you. Uh, I, I just wanted to say I'm also offended <laughs> by that <laughs> earlier caller with what he said. And and I just want to say, you know, white culture in the South, in Florida particularly, wrong Florida, needs to change. You know, what he could have done, instead of calling you and, and making this very offensive comment, he could have called up and he said, well, you know what? How can the white community help out? What can we do to help? Give me some tangible activities that I can put into action now instead of having that that instead of saying what he said and also right. what also bothered me is that he didn't like he just hung up right <laughs> you were all giving him the chance to engage and talk it out and he just he just left well he did so, that because his intentions was to, to start a division a divisional conversation basically and he, exactly he wanted to kind of like antagonize and disrupt what we were actually discussing so that's what individuals that do things like that when you kind of call them out on it and show where they're wrong they disengage that's all. Right, right. And it's so sad. And, and you know, I try to live my life. I, I, I try to practice what I preach. I, my friends and I, we're all Democrats. We go out. We, we have discussions um, about what's going on politically in Florida. If, if somebody is uncomfortable having those types of discussions, you're not going to be in my inner circle. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, that, that's how I live my life. <laughs> 
And I'm happy because I, I weed people out that way. Yeah. Um, on that note, um, you know, a lot of what you're talking about with the pollution levels in communities are very much over my head because I live in St. Pete. But um, I'll leave you with this and I'll hang up. I, I, I have a little toddler here running around. But <laughs> I'd like to know, um, you know, uh, what what the white community can do authentically to help in this situation. And maybe I can apply some of this advice to things that are going on in St. Petersburg because I'm sure we have issues like this in St. Pete. And I live here and I'd really like to be a part of helping out. So I just wanted to know. Thank you so much and um, have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. All right. Thank you, you Carla. We Thank appreciate you your comments. Um, Walter, I'm going to let you go as far as the environmental part, what she can do. But in regards to just getting involved as a whole, as I stated before, contact your <laughs> county commission department. She said, Walter, know? I'm going to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? You know, On the environmental <laughs> side. On the environmental side, right, okay? <laughs> Y'all hear the testosterone going on in here, right? See, this, this is what they do to me. But um, regardless of where, where you're located, you have a county commission's um, office that you can be involved with. Um, you can contact your local library. They may have some um, information up on their message board of other ways that you can get involved. But the one thing I know you can do just on a regular basis, just keep spreading the word. Spreading the word about telling others to get involved, telling them how they can get involved, let them know what's going on in the community if you hear something. Um, before Walter takes over, I do want to make a comment in regards to the caller that called prior to that. He's 100% correct that when you look at these communities, it's not just um, black and brown individuals that, in those communities. They are white individuals as well. You know, and that's the part that amazes me that when these type of situations come up, no one thinks about that. You know, it's the same thing when they were thinking about, oh, they were giving black people, you know, welfare, this and that. Well, please understand, there were Caucasians on um, welfare as well, okay? There were quite a few Caucasians receiving public assistance, but they don't focus on that. So when you hear callers that call in and try to say that there's a division or um, anti-white, this and that, just ignore that because that's rubbish, okay? That's a, that's a rubbish, y'all like to use. That's rubbish, okay? It's rubbish. <laughs> that's rubbish, right? So... Um, for all the callers that called in and commented on that caller's um, comment, thank you so much. You are the individuals that we want to continue to have listening to us. You are the individual we want to say, please continue to share. Please continue to support. And thank you for understanding what the overall goal is and mission for um, our show. Go ahead, Walter. You know, good morning. Good morning, Alicia Oates. Um, thank you for joining us live on the Sunday Forum Live. Um, you know... It's important to note that not only do we want, we, we, we don't just want the folks that agree with us. Right. We want, we do want the people who disagree with us. We want, we want the people to disagree with us because we want to hear a different perspective. But we also want to make sure that those people like that gentleman that called in are corrected. Exactly. They need to be corrected. Um, and not that he necessarily is going to get it the first time. It's like a little child. You got to whip them a couple of times before they get it right. Okay, so we're not advocating so, whipping no children, okay? So, <laughs> just so yeah, just, just to, be, to be clear, to be clear, just to be we're clear. not advocating whipping, whipping children. It's simply saying, um, you know, a couple of times you got, you know, you got to beat some sense into, and we're not, you know, we're not, you know no, let me stop. But no, no seriously, you know, sometimes you got to beat some sense into people by letting them know that this is, you know, this ain't right. The way you're thinking, the, he's the, the way you're thinking. He's speaking mentally, okay? Metaphorically, he's speaking mentally. Okay? Listen, did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? You yeah, said what, what you said. said. You said I what said you what said. I said. Okay. Now, 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 you know, now how it goes is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you, you want to put up your dukes, that's on you. <laughs> you get drugged. No. <laughs> but, but no, no, seriously. Um, People can still people call Brownfield, Hillsborough yeah, County, yeah, I can yeah, say. Yeah, definitely, yeah. You know. Um, and it's important for us to pay attention to the real issue. Uh, we can ill afford to con to continue to ignore uh, and, or be be distracted by things that happen that we think are so important. This so important that we miss the bigger picture. For instance, we have CRA uh, 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 groups, community advisory. Uh, 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 councils within West Tampa and East Tampa, uh, how can they be used effectively, right? Uh, 
we can we can we have to look towards and, and stop being afraid to look towards the experts. If you are not an expert in the field, then you look for the expert in the field. Indeed. Stop trying to. There's no shame in saying you don't know. There's no shame in it. But understand, you know, call uh, um, uh, an expert that looks like you, that has your interests, the best interests at, at heart in your community. I don't expect, let me just tell you flat out, I don't expect anybody in the Hispanic community to call on me uh, uh, for engineering advice necessarily. Why? Because I'm not Hispanic. And, and, and the, the, the type of advice that you need for the development in your community, you know better than I do. Because you lived it. Right? You lived it. You know, you know the experience. You lived the experience. And so, so tell the experience. Share the experience. And get done what needs to be done in your community. Stop feeling, stop worrying about um, uh, what somebody thinks about whether or not you said black or white or whatever. Stop worrying about all that. Get the expert in the field that's going to help you get done what needs to be done. Agree. Okay? Stop and, and pay attention to what's being said to you. You know, listen, man, you know, Tom Joyner has this thing, Root to the Bruds. Tom Joyner um, uh, has this thing that he says, you know, ask the white man. And it's a bit. Ask the white man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the reason he does it is because it's a bit. Uh, but he does it because... There are, we have this thing in our community where we say, well, if the white man said it, then that's what it must be. Oh, really? Right? <laughs> so, you know, stop that. What the hell are you thinking? Like, really? And, and, that, and that's what's happened with this brownfield or this environmental stuff. That's what happens. Why? Because... Who typically deals with this type of stuff? When you look at the experts in the field, who do you see? White folks. You don't. You don't. You don't. You never thought one time to to the to the CRAs. Man, you never thought one time. You know, for those more complicated things with all those FAMU graduates that you got uh, that have that have engineering degrees that you should probably talk to one of them. Nobody thought about that. Right. Nobody thought about the fact that that you have all these people who are economists in your own community that you can probably talk to that will probably have a very good idea about what to do about putting the best practices or, or best uh, the, the best uh, uh, choice for whatever needs to go on that piece of property. Never thought about that. Walter, remember when you went to your um, event a couple of weeks ago with mm -hmm. your son? Mm -hmm. Think about that. How many people did you see that they look like you that was there? Oh, my you, God. You see what I'm saying? So that that's why most people don't do that in the community because they don't know people that look like them are mm. in that type of field. Mm. So you have to take that into consideration as well. Let's always be discerning, though, about what information we're getting, whether they look like us or exactly. not. Because, yeah. you know, exactly. they know how to identify people who look like us that's going to give you a bunch of disinformation, just like the Surgeon well, General up in Florida. That's so it. let's that's always be discerning. Be discerning. Be discerning. And Definitely. just because it came from a white man doesn't mean it's always, always true. Right. Exactly. You know, that, if you believe that, then you need to decolonize your mind. Oh, my gosh. Exactly, wow. 100%. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, get, that mindset, I'm trying to tell you. So, what, what Malcolm said, that slave mind. <laughs> See, I'm not going to say it, but yeah. I'm going to say it. I say it. I'm going to just say, get your mind right. That's my brother. <laughs> get yeah. your mind right. Get your mind right, baby. Be before we move on, I do want to give a shout out to um someone, Bell. Happy birthday to you. Hope you had a blessed one and enjoyed it, whatever you did. Thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and continue, guys. Happy birthday, <laughs> Bell. <laughs> well, we do have a couple of calls if you want to catch them before yes, we go off. What, yes. what we got? What we got? What we got? What's what's uh, what you, you say you want to hear SOS band. just the way you like it. SOS so band. That's what you're going to get. We're going to call yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's do a call before we listen. Let's get it. Okay, we'll listen and take a call at the same All time. Right. Go ahead, call her. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Hi, Chris Steiner here. I wanted to respond to the doctor mentioning the Nuremberg Code, which uh, prohibits, you know, and, and of course, uh, a lot of the Nazi doctors were brought over here under Operation Paperclip. Um, but uh, yeah, the Nuremberg Code 
prohibits the coercion of medical treatment without informed consent, meaning that consent must be given based on first being informed of the risks and benefits along with alternative treatment. And because of that uh, prohibition being violated, there were seven Nazi doctors who were put to death. And I must point to what's been going on uh, is a societal genocide in slow motion on the installment plan, apparently. Unfortunately, when we have that the drug inserts are left blank, completely blank, for the COVID shots. Now, you know who claimed that the COVID shots would prevent infection. There's Fauci, there's Biden, former CDC director Rochelle Walensky, Bill Gates, Albert Borla, who's the Pfizer CEO, Rachel Maddow of MSNBC. And we know that uh, that's disinformation now. We know that uh, a Cleveland Clinic study that was conducted, that was a uh, Post is actually uh, peer-reviewed, and it's uh, published in Open Forum Infectious Diseases Journal, April 19, 2023, entitled Effectiveness of the Coronavirus Disease 2019 Bivalent Vaccine on Okay, Carla, thank you so much for sharing that information with us. Um, and I, we do appreciate it. Thank you for sharing for our listeners to hear that. We will revisit that another time, but thank you very much. We appreciate it. We have to get another call on the air. Go ahead. You on caller? You on the seventy four? Try again. Go ahead, caller. Go ahead. You're on there now. Good. How you doing? Good morning. How you doing? All right, now. All right. Listen, this is Brother Jarvis. I want to say to you, brother, I'm enjoying your show. I listen all the time. It's a big uh, unity in the community uh, rally today with uh, Commissioner William Miles to talk about anti-violence. Is at Perry Harvey Park. It's from 1 to 5 o'clock. It's going to be a lot of good things, safe and sound. Okay. Uh, the CDC of Tampa, a lot of great community. Uh, a lot of young people are going to be out there. They're going to get community service hours, and they'll be able to work and uh, uh, get this for the high school and college graduates. And it's a great, great event. We've been working on this. This is the 509 committee that started after they closed down uh, Jess Elementary. So Commissioner Mousman and this team, we've been meeting for the last three months dealing with issues surrounding the vote education, uh, voter turnout, uh, violence in the community, and affordable housing. Uh, Give the location again, caller. Give the location. Perry Perry Harvey Park. That's right down by where Central Park Village used to be, right down Harrison Street. It's a uh, beautiful park. Got a lot of history there. I want you to come out at 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah, it's right there. It's right there where we had the uh, think tank yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, right there where we had the think tank. Right, right. Exactly. Mm. Exactly what yeah. I said. I want, I want to say, it, and I can be quick. Yeah, I really enjoyed this series you've been doing about funk, bro. Let me tell you something. I'm a Georgia boy. <laughs> I love funk. And you didn't know that Otis Redden was my mama's second cousin. So I got uh, some funk in my family. Otis Redden. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, thank you, thank you, Carla. That's where you get the moves, Jarvis. That's where okay. you get the moves. You see half though. All right, so we'll, so we got the SOS band. Thank you very much, Jarvis. Right. I mean, so we got the SOS band, right? Um, let's let's start that one over again because as, as we listen to the SOS band again, their lead singer is a woman. Yeah. Right. Whereas usually in the funk, you don't hear women. You hear men, and they talk about women. They talk about, uh, it, sometimes it's not, a lot of times it's not very nice, mm. right? <laughs> it's very misogynistic, like I said, right. uh, until you start hearing someone like Betty Davis. Then when Betty Davis comes out, you know, you have people who are enlightened, things like that, but you hear more of a rock thing going on with white women after that, right? But then there are black women that start coming out, like the Brides of Funkenstein, mm. right? And then you hear things, people like SOS Band. The SOS Band, um, you know, was one of those groups that ushered us into, from the funk era into the disco era. Yeah. And they're talking about, and, and, and it's women talking about claiming their sexuality, right? Their relationship, they're in control of their relationship. It, it, you ain't, you know, treat me right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I know you got another woman across town, but you're going to treat me right. 
<laughs> you know what? You know, you know. How you, you put know? those two sentences together, I don't know. But I'm going to hey, say, okay. That, 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 I mean, Carla, it's listen. It's not the truth. That is the truth. No, no, no. The song is crap. Oh, yeah. I'm just about the song, but that statement The realism of it all. Exactly, no. Yeah, it ain't realistic. But back then, you know, you know, this is what this is what they were talking about, right? Yeah, okay. You might have this woman cross town, but you go treat me right. Huh? <laughs> this is what was said. Oh, uh, yeah, your mind is here with me, but your mind is here with me, but your mind is on the other side. side. No, no, remember, remember, you, me, and he. We're <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. gonna do. <laughs> Who sings it? Who sings it? That's true. That's always been. Right? Groups like that. That's that's what you saw, right? All right. So, um, let's let's take a look. Let's take a look at the next one. Um, what do we have on the next? Foxy. All right. So, here's what happens. We get more and more of this Alexander O'Neill, and Sherelle, duets, things like that taking place, right? But then we start getting to the real party for me. Like this right here. Get off. Fox. Yeah. What most people didn't know about Foxy was what was was what we found out later on. They were not black men. They were white Cubans. Wow. Out of Hialeah, Florida. That that came out. And they and they started this group called Foxy. Everybody thought a lot of people thought that these were women. Number one, mm. and number two, that they were black. Wrong answer. It's just like hip hop is today. There's so many cultures who are hip hopping now <laughs> from Japan yeah. all the way yeah. from, uh, from the Bronx to Japan yeah, yeah. to Korea. But if you listen to it, hey, get get off. Trumpets here and there, the use of the bass, but the use of the synthesizer. The synthesizer starts being used far more than it had been before, right? Um, and it, it, and the speed of the music is faster in the more upbeat stuff. And then, and then you start hearing a more, um, a more Latin addition to the music. And it just started going into the disco era. Right. And because of that, most likely, and because of the rise of disco and how many communities, especially the gay community, was beginning to come into their own with people like yeah. Grace Jones, mm -hmm. the right wing decided to have a, <laughs> an uprising That's right. against music, against disco. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, then, then there's... You know, they didn't we, want their kids listening to disco. No, they sure didn't. They did not they want their kids listening to disco. Just like they didn't want to listen to rock and roll. Yeah, right. But that's it. They, but they didn't mind the, the song, the country songs about drinking and divorce and whatever right. else they okay. wanted to talk about. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you 
show and a half today. <laughs> we want to thank you for helping us with the show today. Absolutely. And joining us live. We want to thank you all for everything that you do. And as always, from my voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's not one single solitary thing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Peace. Host Martin Who Nanny is coming your way next. Right after Headlines from National Public Radio News. Enjoy the rest of your day.